0: Everyone, welcome to the Cultivate podcast through the Grove Church. I am Charlie Lofton, the lead pastor there, and you have caught us now in the second episode where we're just kind of exploring Hinduism and just kind of learning more about who Hindus are, how it connects with the Indian culture, and kind of a lot of the ins and outs of that. I've got two uh, just just super-duper, incredibly smart experts who just who are just? I mean, I mean, like you guys have written books. Is it true? Is it true that you guys have written books about you know contextualization and and cross cultural ministry? This would probably and be a book him- mine more what? essays, <laughs> an article here and there. Uh, okay, I'm just making jokes, and this that's dude's published. Sense. He's published. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that really good. I got Nate the Great here, and I've got uh, Marky Mark, and we are really few. I hope you joined us for the last one. If you didn't, you found the second one first. I would encourage you to just hit the pause and go back an episode because I think. What we talked about last time, guys, I don't know how you feel about it, but it's kind it's of a, set more of a tone for what we're talking about because I think most of the time when people kind of approach Hinduism or religions in general, we just go straight to belief system. What are the things that they believe? But with Hinduism, it seems like there's, there's more going on here than that. And so to kind of just kind of understand who Hindu people are, and how intertwined faith is with just family structure and culture and those kinds of things. To so really understand Hinduism, you're not just talking about belief system. So here's a random question. So is, is thinking about religion and faith and life and, and kind of those strict terms and just it's a belief system? Is that a Western idea? I don't know, what, I don't know how I'd answer that question
1: specifically, but it certainly wouldn't apply to every Hindu. Which, of course, like we talked last time, that in a broad brushstroke, th- here's a funny phrase that can kind of paint the picture for what we talked about last time, but whatever can rightly be said about India, the opposite is also true. So <laughs> I can only answer for some Hindus, but I would say that for a lot of people, it's less about what they're maybe believing in their heart, at least for my friends my age, younger, 20-somethings, It's typically less about what they're believing in their heart and more about the function of what they're doing practically, that they go to temple, that they do X, Y, Z, that they follow the rules, that they eat the foods, that they celebrate the festivals. And it it doesn't, it just, it's not as much a question that crosses their mind of what do I actually think about this? What do I actually believe about this? What's going on in mom's heart while she does the ceremony? Uh, What's going on in my heart? That's not as much a question. It doesn't matter. Functionally, it
0: It doesn't matter because they're doing the things. So to a Western intellectual, right? And I don't know if any of you fancy yourself as Western intellectuals. I don't know how many people listening would call themselves that, right? To a Western intellectual, what that sounds like is it's not very thoughtful. Like, I have, like I'm not even really thinking about this, like, like a going through the motions. Where in a lot of Christian circles, a cultural Christian. We, in, we use that as a pejorative, right? It's a, mm-hmm. it, it's a negative, it's a negative thing. But in that culture, it would not be, well, it may not be thoughtful, but it's very deep. Okay. It's very,
1: very deep and maybe not even always emotional, but always expected.
2: Right. And, and a part of, of everything you do every day. Everything you do. Because you wake up and, and there's worship given to the idol and you're at work and, and, the idols in the corner and you stop and there's a holiday every week (laughs) and every every different deity is worshiped and there's things related to that. And, you know, it it feels like it's constant. It's in your face. And because it also impacts your diet and other things greatly, right. If you're going to be devout, then there's some effort to that, you know?
0: Okay. So it's, it's, it's deeply ingrained into who I am and to the, and if we, if we use believe in any other context than thinking particular thoughts and what factual truths I acknowledge, they, they deeply believe it. Mm-hmm. They, I, I believe it even if it's not a, a list of doctrines.
1: Well, and I, I might ask a friend, do you believe it? And he said, it doesn't matter if I believe it. It's, it's my culture. It's true. <laughs>
2: mm. mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and so much a part of it is station in life too. Sure. So part of it is, hey, I was born into this family, this cast. We do this kind of work. I'm in this season of my life, and life is broken down into these different seasons. And so, a lot of the guys that Nate was interacting with, that were in his similar season of life, they were in a season where they really weren't thinking about it all that much. Okay. They were. They were supposed to find jobs, do do well in their school, make start to make money to help the family out, and that was. Their worship was school and finding a job. Mm-hmm. I got to interact with some older guys, and maybe you did too, that were out of that were retired and out of their you know, earning years, mm-hmm. and they were much more spiritual. They were okay. much more thinking about these things. They were much more involved in the heart than just the mind or just the station. So, and that's Hinduism. That's part of it. That there are these different times of life that you have different focuses, and that's what worship looks like.
1: And different roles in the family. And when you've got community living and community dependability, this whole grid of people, ecosystem, if you will, it, it matters a lot because you have to play your role. Mm-hmm. Everyone's dependent on your role in
0: some way. Okay, so for the first 1.2 episodes here, I accommodated the questions in such a way where to appreciate the vagueness and the intertwinedness of culture and belief and all these things. So I accommodated you guys and what I think I know about your hearts and your perspective on Hindu. I'm asking you for at least the next 0.8 episodes to accommodate us Western minded people who have never really spent any real time in India to kind of just help us have what we would call like a belief system framework. And I appreciate from what you've already said that, everything that you say has an asterisk after it. Mm-hmm. And I could ask you any question that I want to ask, and you could say, it depends. And I do that to people all the time. And I know how frustrated they get with me. And so let's just pretend for a second that we can, you see, so maybe, just, maybe if I don't ask it just the right way, you can just, you can just <laughs> kind of take an implied that I meant to say in general. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. All right. All right. Perfect. I'm, I'm, I'm teasing you. But honestly I do I kind of I want us to make sure that the people who are listening as they're really trying to grasp and understand what Hinduism is that they recognize kind of the more intertwinedness of it the the great diversity in it. but at the same time, there is are kind of some help help us understand in our framework and so I think about when I think about what are the essential truths in Christianity as I think someone who's not a Christian needs to become a Christian, there are kind of some major categories that I like to think about and so I'll give you all of them and we're gonna attack them one by one. The first one is, who is God? Second is, who are we? What is the world or the universe's big problem? And then what is the solution to said problem? So God is a personal, singular God, all powerful, but personal. We are created in his image. Sin is a problem. Jesus' death is the answer, right? I mean, we obviously could, do 12 podcasts, just kind of breaking all those things down instead of giving four-second episodes, four-second answers, right? So let's just take them one by one. We think of God as a singular, omnipotent creator. Some people think old man with the beard in the cloud or whatever. It's like one God, big creator, also personal. What is the, what is the in general, what is the Hindu perspective
2: on who God is? Okay, I'll also throw out another disclaimer. No, stop. <laughs> that uh, at least at least my answers and I think Nate's too are probably gonna be from real conversations with a lot of people. Right. Because a lot of the books that I read, I found out that practical Hinduism did not match up with the books that I'd read. There and are more was,
0: gods in Hinduism than right. there are people in three
2: hundred and thirty million. Three
0: hundred thirty million. I've heard that number.
2: Yeah, that was going to be. I was
0: going to ask that question. Are I mean, there I mean, 300? Probably more than. That. I mean,
2: I throw
1: out that number. Yeah.
2: Yeah, three hundred thirty yeah. million. But here's that's a great example. So that number's thrown out. I've seen all the pictures. I've studied about all the different uh, deities in in Hindu mythology. However, in most of my conversations, if I really start. Okay, so if they all got in a fight, who would win? <laughs> there is a smart That is a marked question. Is. That is a mark it question. Is. It's Wait, it. the obvious question, and how right? many of them could <laughs> I beat? To you, it's so obvious. have they all fought each, each other, other if
0: I got in there with them? How many of the 330 men could I take out?
2: <laughs> That's exactly right. I mean, I'm, I'm my, my other word. G- anyway. If I keep on asking that question more and more and more, I would end up discovering that most of my friends actually believed in one God. Okay, a creator, and then all of these different deities represented that one god in different aspects and personalities and things like that. But that there was like at the center of it all, a a god. Does that god have a name? Rama, was Brahma was usually the, the name yeah. that you said that you typi-
0: typically. Brahma. <laughs> is it, well, is it, typically, it, it also.
1: I mean, yeah. If you read the books too, it's like that. Brahma is. I don't know, manifest in three different main gods. I don't know if those are necessarily avatars of Brahma, but those certainly have, I think a lot of people would say that those three gods have everything else that comes out of those, all the other 300 whatever, uh, those are avatars of, or avatars of avatars of
0: these three main gods. Right. I, f- I don't know if, I don't want to say smart's the right word, but I feel like, the- I think what I thought I knew was very similar to what you're saying. Like, there's 330 million gods, but really there's three. But really, really, there's one. Well, yeah, but, but, but also,
1: you might ask a friend, and at least until you dig in to, right. to that truth, uh, everything is God. Right. Everything is God. It doesn't matter. Everything is God. You so, you're right. Your God is right. My God is
0: right. Okay, so you said you say everything is God. Do you mean everyone who thinks something is a God is a God? Or you for use fancy word time, you're talking about pantheism. Yes. The table is God. Yes. yes. This conversation is God. God God everything that is is God. Yes.
2: Because I had a friend telling me the tea kettle was was also God. Okay. So pan- at, at great length.
0: <laughs> pantheism, by the way, I use I use a fancy word. Nate the Great dropped Jerusalem Council on this last episode. I dropped pantheism on us here right now. Pantheism being the idea that there is no there is no distinguishing between what we would call the universe and God. So there is a Christian worldview is that that is separate. There is God, and God is separate from the universe. God created the universe. Those are two different things. Panentheism, beep, 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 there's a kind of there's a melding there, but pantheism, it's all there's only one thing. Whatever you call it whatever you want. You call it the universe, sure call it God, but there is only one thing and there would be no separation between what we would call God and creation. So you're, 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 you're putting it more in that pantheism category as opposed to 330 million deities separate from the universe. Really, we get to 330 million because everything's God. Well, I know
1: I'm yeah. not allowed to say it, but it depends who you ask. Both, <laughs> yeah.
0: both of them are right.
2: Okay. Yeah. yeah, but if you walk around very much, you'll see trees worshipped. There's a great number of people who worship Sai Baba. Uh, so, you know, a, a man is born and dies, makes claims that are very Christ-like, says things that are very much like Jesus, claims uh, deity in, in some ways.
1: Resurrection, and, re- uh,
2: reincarnation. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's now he's now you know, on the back of every cab in Mumbai. Okay. Yep.
0: So, I mean, obviously I knew we would get here a little bit, a little bit, it depends, but I guess, I guess the, again, for trying to make Western categories sure. of it, there's a difference between polytheism and pantheism. Polytheism is there are multiple gods. Pantheism is really, the question is somewhat poorly worded. Pantheism is, there's not multiple gods. There's just everything. So, would you say then, in some regards, there are some Hindus that are polytheists and some that are pantheists? Yeah.
1: And some what, that are monotheists? What you, what's <laughs> in, your, yeah, in your experience? Because I, I feel like I'm kind of 50 yeah. 50 in
2: my conversation and experience. Yeah. It, I mean, it just so much what family they came from, what area, you know, what. There's also a lot of fear. And so, you know, many of these deities, the stories, are pretty graphic and, um, you know, one of those big threes, the destroyer and, you know, the stories are crazy and the depictions are really scary. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of fear there. Right. And so that, that feels very, uh, polytheist, right? My, right. right. Um, so,
1: but if we're frustrating you by our answers or our non answers, you're understanding India
2: yeah. and Hinduism.
0: Well, no, I mean, like to, to me, there's, there's kind of two things like help us, help us, help us understand. But but more, but, but I guess it really is just one thing. If understanding means I need to break down some of my normal categories for which I typically an- analyze religion, they take a comparative world religion class in mm-hmm. in high school. We take one in college. Took one in seminary, and none of them are talking the way that you guys talk. Right. And so right, so maybe <laughs> may, so maybe there is a sense in which we kind of need to open our mind a little bit just to even understand it, not because necessarily, our categories are bad, but these, we, our normal categories aren't the categories that best help analyze it. So i your answers can't frustrate me unless you don't give one and I'm just staring at you. Right. that's not, that's not good. Okay. So we are in a Christian world we, we are people separate from God created in his image and a Hindu concept. What is, who is, what is a person? Like, what is a, what is cosmically like, who, who who are we?
1: Hmm. That's a great question. That is a great but,
0: This is the part where
1: we
2: just stare at you. Right. Yeah. This is like, I
0: ju- like I just said that. Like I
2: just said, don't give me no answer and here we are. There is this sense in which that life is longer, eternal in, in a way that it's It's like this, I have this station in life and I've got my head down doing these things in this way, trying to do the best I can with what I've been given in this life. And ultimately then I'll appease this deity.
0: That is separate from me. Yes. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, And that's going to affect what happens from here. But there is definitely a bigger eternal kind of picture of life. And I think... Like I noticed, I've been to a lot of Hindu funerals and um, there just aren't many tears because this is part of the process. If you...
1: Yeah. uh, Well, and and the the note about eternity as well. I mean, most all Hindus would feel very strongly that their mythology, which is what most of them would call it, um, which I know has a weird... Different connotation, maybe to most Americans, but yeah, I would just say,
0: I would just say, look up the word mythology. There's a lot of different definitions for it, right? Mm
1: -hmm. Exactly. So, they're they, a lot, almost any Hindu, I think, would feel very strongly that their mythology is the oldest mythology that exists, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but their mythology includes humans. And so, if you want to logically extrapolate from that, it's that it's almost as if humans have predated or at least existed at the same time as. These main gods and these main
0: stories, but I I am inferring that myself I don't right. necessarily so we'll talk a little bit more about reincarnation a little bit later but assuming that that is a part of it like I I, I have existed in another form before now but there most likely was a time that I was I, I, whatever my essence is was created at some point by Brahma I suppose so yeah okay. Oh, wow. You <laughs> just, just did the Indian head shake on me.
2: That's, that was that Yes was and great. no, yes and no. Hey, I'll throw this out because I think it may answer a few different questions. But um, one of the things that I saw immediately that, that baffled me and does most people is uh, the worship of cows and the worship of the river, uh, the Ganges, and, um, and just confusion over what does that even look like and why and what does that mean? And the answer that I've gotten over and over and over again for that is that like in ancient culture, the cow provided milk. Right. Uh, the cow provided dung, which they used to heat their food. The cow did, basically provided for them. The river fed, fed the valley. It grew the crops. It gave them water. So similar to the, the spiritual river... <laughs>
0: connection that Native Americans have. Right. With you.
2: The river gave life. Okay. And so we worship the river. We worship the cow. We, we worship the things that have given us life
0: so it seems like in in some way like life is centered around a person but then I, my life is supposed to be about appreciating what this world has provided for me
1: which i suppose totally makes sense if it's all very circular and right there's chickens and eggs and we're not sure which one came first <laughs> which
2: one started first yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Now we're now we're now we're now we're full fledged. We're neck deep in the Lion King right now. Aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> when you die, oh, son, you, you become the grass <laughs> and the antelope. Oh, come on, now. Okay. So, what's the big? What's the big picture problem? There's a, there's clearly I don't think there, there can be any reasonable world religion of any type that would say the world there's not a brokenness in the world. Mm-hmm. What would, what would be the Hindu articulation of kind of what the problem is?
2: Yeah, that's one of the things that it's it's always amazing to me that it's the separation from God, the, the problem of our, the evil that's in us, everybody feels. right, And so there's a desire to fix that. A lot of those different rit- rituals and things that people go through, the river is supposedly have this salvific power to wash away sin and people will make long journeys Okay. on auspicious days to bathe in a river that can wash away sin. They'll make long journeys with dying family members to make sure that they are cremated beside the river and their ashes are tossed in the river because that gives them a better chance. And so however, whatever terms, they would use some different terms, but that, that need for cleansing is definitely present.
1: Yeah, and to some degree sort of like maybe nirvana is in Buddhism. It's uh, also not just a cleansing, but a, a desire for freedom, freedom from whatever the cycle is. Mm-hmm. The cycle might look different per iteration of Hinduism, but freedom from the
0: the wheel or the levels or right. the reincarnation. or Yeah, we'll talk a little bit here in the next episode a little bit about the compare and contrast Hinduism and Buddhism, but... I hear what you're saying in Hinduism specifically. There is there is a recognition of evil and that the evil can be in me. And part of the problem is that. Mm-hmm. And it would seem that you've intentionally or unintentionally kind of answered the last question, which is the solution, which is to somehow live above it in a appreciative, sacred sort of way, appreciating the sacred all around me, connecting with the spiritual that is around me, the rituals, the celebrations, the, the those kinds of things that have kind of they have cleansing. You, you, you use the word cleansing, Mark. You use the word like lifting, like a like a like a lifting above it. Like is that is that kind of what, for lack of a better word, is that what Hindus are trying to do? Hmm.
1: Yeah, I think I think so.
2: Yeah, and I think like um, like being vegetarian is an example of you know. Dead things, all dead things are, are dirty and murder, the killing of anything would, would, you know, put a, a huge black eye on that desire that, that seeking after cleansing. And so the more strict sex are more and more and more, hey, we're not going to, not only, we're not going to eat vegetables, I've got a body that won't eat anything that's, that's grown from the ground. It has to grow it has from to a fall, tree. Fall
0: from a tree. Right. Yeah, I don't even pull it off the tree. It's because the it ground.
2: might somehow have a microorganism mm-hmm. on it that I'm going to murder in this act of, of eating. And so it gets more, I wear a face mask before face masks were cool uh, to make sure that no, <laughs> that no, nothing accidentally goes in my mouth that I would kill. Okay. Um, so, but all of that is an effort to be, to cause as little harm as possible.
0: So is that, is that, So when I think about people who live that way, like that there's a, there's a, that's more of a fear driven. I'm afraid I'm going to do something wrong and whatever power there is in the universe is going to be mad at me as opposed to a more of a free, a freedom perspective of I want to do the best I can, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not living, I'm not, I'm not living under fear, but that, that feels more fear, fear driven.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think for most that, that, that would be true.
0: And I would never want to
1: say that to my Indian friends, but I, I have definitely experienced that motion more than anything in these conversations
2: yeah and I'm because not. family is so tight too if absolutely great 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 grandpa said this is what you do right then this right. is what we do
0: yeah I mean, we could talk about christianity in these same ways if we yeah. wanted to just like the difference sure. between do i live a life of fear of doing the wrong thing or do i live a life of freedom that i get to do the right thing mm-hmm. okay all right so we've got i mean oh my goodness this this happened guys if you listen to our mormonism podcast i had a had an awesome little three-part outline that just kind of kept expanding because the guests (laughs) were too good so appreciate you guys so what i want to do we're going to wrap up talk a little bit about hinduism and buddhism kind of the differences and then i'm just going to kind of pepper you with a few questions about a lot of the conceptions like what most people think that they know about hinduism they're going this is what they would say and you're going to get to tell us whether or not you think that's right or wrong But for you guys, thank you for joining us. Thank you for being a part of uh, the Cultivate podcast. And whether you are local or you're not in Northwest Arkansas, we would love to connect with you. Go to thegrovechurch.org slash connect. You can learn about our Sunday morning services. You can be there in person or you can stream them online. There's a form you can fill out. Let us know that you've been listening. We would love to help you, connect you, pray for you any way that we can. And again, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Charlie Lofton and have a great day.